choices can only be made if people have information. If you know the options, the risks, and possible implications, you can make the choice that is right for you. This is informed choice. Everything in your life is a reflection of a choice you have made. If you want a different result, make an informed and different choice. Having a choice is powerful and has great power over your life. Properly understanding what a choice is and how the system of making choices work are key points that you need to know in order to turn your dreams into reality. This week, Dr. Dixon teaches how to empower yourself to make an informed and thoughtful choice. Well, bless the Lord. It's so good being with you. We're in a time that you've got to make decisions. Oh, yeah. Life demands it of us. And if we begin to make decisions that will line up in a qualitative way, when we get to the end of our journey, we won't have regrets. Oh, yeah. So I want to share with you on today about how to empower yourself to make an informed and thoughtful decision, an informed and thoughtful choice, leaving little room for future regret. You know, every day you have to make decisions, what to wear, what to eat, how to spend your time. And sometimes making decisions are no brainers, but you make your choice. And even if it's not the best decision, the potential consequences are rarely worth breaking a sweat over. Yeah, yeah. Then there are times you have to make some hard decisions. Should I move? Which job offer will be best? Am I in the right relationship? Should I proceed with the surgery? Sometimes the elements and possible consequences of a hard decision are so complicated, your brain gets muddled <laughs> and confusion and indecision. It grips you like a vice. You become frozen like a deer in headlights. And the more you ponder making the decision, the more confused and stuck you feel. You just want a voice from the heavens to shout down instructions and tell you what path to take. Hey, hey you, take that job in Miami. You'll be much happier. <laughs> well, this confusion is so uncomfortable that we tend to avoid these big decisions altogether. And of course, this does nothing but stoke a low-level sense of anxiety and frustration about ourselves and our circumstances. And you end up avoiding it altogether. And avoidance has never been a great strategy for life success and happiness. Never. One of the most important requirements of personal growth and evolution mm, is the willingness to poke around in these areas and awaken to the truth. If you want to see things change, if you want to see things turn around, if you want to see God begin to create something new, old things being passed away, you got to be willing to poke around in these areas that you've been avoiding, can't avoid it, and awaken to the truth. Oh, I always say it, and it is so. The highest form of reality is truth. And so you just got to deal with situations. We just have to in order to grow and progress. And overthinking and compulsively analyzing a decision doesn't help much either. While everyone overthinks things once in a while. Yeah, but some people just can't ever seem to quiet the constant barrage of thoughts. Their inner monologue includes two destructive thought patterns, ruminating and worrying. Ruminating involves rehashing the past. Worrying involves negative, often catastrophic predictions about the future. 
Trying to predict the future is an impossible task, regardless of how certain you may feel about a desired outcome. Let me tell you, life is too unpredictable to know with certainty that you are making the right decision. Mm -mm. The only way you're going to know, ultimately, if any decision is right, it's going to involve a leap of faith. Every time, every time, it'll take that. And what I've also noticed is when I had to make a big decision, I've learned to take several practical steps infused with a big dose of emotional guidance. And I know, and I said, you can't make a decision emotionally. What I mean by that is what you're sensing in the spirit realm, because we have emotions. God gave us emotions. And so those emotions that we tend to go the way of the W-O-R-L-D will end up in avoidance and anxiety and frustration and catastrophe. But when we go with our emotions in the way of the W-O-R-D, the word of God, which is the highest form of reality, which is the truth. Well, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Mm. So when you do that, you got a big decision to make. I'm here to tell you, you can start with your head and listen to your heart. That's a good way to do it. You need that wisdom. You need to understand what's going on. You need to understand all the elements involved. Okay. And then don't avoid them. And then listen to your heart. So how do you begin to do that? Number one, you need to have a life vision. A life vision should be the foundation and the reference point for every decision you make. In your deepest dreams, how do you envision your life in all areas? How do you envision your career, uh, relationships, finances, lifestyle? What core values define this vision for you? And you need to make a point of writing down your vision and the values that define it. And over time, you'll find that it is very necessary because when you have a vision of something, that, you know what? It'll keep you alive. It will keep you going. In those times that it seems like nothing's happening, things are whole humdrum, when you have a life vision, you will find yourself always dreaming concerning it, always envisioning your life, every area of it, concerning that life vision. Oh, and then when that hard decision comes along, you can use this vision as a guide. See, when you start to deviate too far from the vision, it'll cause you eventual pain and regret. Evaluate your choices based on your vision. Which one is in closest alignment with your vision? It will help you make those decisions that you need to make when you have a life vision. There are so many times that I have to make decisions concerning certain people, concerning certain places. And if you go the way of the world with your emotion of it, and you don't have a vision of what can come to pass out of it, you'll miss it every time. I am so remindful of the fact that when Abram's nephew Lot wanted to, and Abram later changed his name to Abraham, the Lord had blessed Abraham so much and Lot and Abraham had so much that they had too much to be together for their animals and cattle to be grazing. It wasn't, it was just too much. So they needed to split up. And in splitting up, you know the story. Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah because it was already green and plush. It looked so good. It had already been worked because that's where they were. 
Abraham chose to take the desolate looking land. You know why? Because he had a vision for his life. He had a life vision and he could see, he could see how great it would be. He knew that if he went there, he was the blessing. He wasn't going to argue. He wasn't going to struggle. He wasn't going to get in any kind of division concerning that. He already knew he was making a point that I've got a life vision. And over time, I'm going to refine that vision right over here in this land. And it's going to prosper too, because it was in alignment with his life vision. His life vision was to have the cattle, to have all of the land for them to be able to graze. And he knew that he could bring that land just as he had brought where they were in Sodom and Gomorrah as well. This is what quality decisions would do within you. When you begin to make your decisions that are in alignment with your vision, you'll find yourself being confident. You'll find yourself being able to dream concerning it in all areas of your life. And it will define you. It will define your values, what's important to you. And what was important to Abraham, it was not important for him to allow this particular land to totally consume him so much so that he felt he couldn't operate without it. He knew that he was bigger than that. He knew that it was not the land. It was his vision on the inside of him that would produce in the land. Uh, so have a life vision. I could go on and on about that because I believe in vision. Number two, evaluate the pros and the cons. You know, consider the positive. And when you do that, there are possible positive and negative aspects of consequences of your decision. You need to write down a list of pros and cons for each possible alternative. Then prioritize these points with the most important considerations at the top of the list. What are the possible implications of the cons? Do they outweigh the pros? Can you live with the potential negative fallout or consequences? What could you do to mitigate the fallout? When you begin to do that, I'm telling you, you evaluate that. It will assist you that you can make a decision, a tough one, and not have regrets later. Third thing, you need to phone a friend. Carefully select two or three trusted friends, you know, not know anybody, whose opinion, I did say trusted, didn't I? <laughs> whose opinion and judgment you value. Tell them about your life vision, show them your list of pros and cons, and ask for their input about your decision. Someone who is removed from the turmoil of the decision and who has a different perspective can help you see things in a clear light. Yes, yes. This is why we receive counseling or we go to someone. You don't go to anyone. You go to someone that you value what they have to say and that they can help you gain clarity around your decision by asking you pointed questions related to your motivations, your feelings, and your desires. It'll make a big difference. Then, oh, I love this one. Mm, invoke a higher power. That's the way I'm going to put that. You've got to go to a quiet place. Breathe deeply. Close your eyes. Go within. Yes. Pray. <laughs> oh, whatever feels right to you, you know, get in that space and pray. Ask for guidance. Your own inner wisdom and intuition will often rise to your consciousness and God will begin to show you when you're calm, the mental chaos of overthinking your decision. But when you calm that down, uh, you will begin to see God begin to just speak to your heart. You'll begin to be so clear. Mm. And as you do that, great things will happen. I had someone call me and they were just telling me about they heard this and then they saw this and this was the first thing that popped up. And so they're making a decision. They're making a decision. And you know what I said to them? 
I said, you know what? You have the answer within yourself. If you just get to a quiet place, God will speak to you. He always have. I said, and you'll know what to do. When you invoke a higher power, oh, God is just waiting for us to ask him to be a part. He wants us to schedule him into our lives. Oh, my goodness. And you begin to do that. Mm. Imagine yourself in all of the possible outcomes and pay attention to how you feel. Keep a pen and paper handy to make notes about your feelings after you pray. Give it a few days if you have to. You may be surprised that the answer presents itself unexpectedly. Yes, God will do it for you. And then, you know, research and experiment. Do the work to gain as much knowledge as possible about the options. Research, ask questions, talk with people who have experienced each scenario. If possible, experiment with the alternative outcomes. If you're deciding to move, spend a good amount of time in the city you are contemplating. Let me tell you, the first car that I was going to buy after my husband passed, because he did all of that, I did all my research. I did my research. I did everything. And I still didn't know what kind of car I was going to buy. I was sizing down. So I didn't know what kind of car I was going to buy. I knew that there were certain values. There were certain things that I was looking for. I wanted to have a good warranty. I wanted to bumper to bumper. I wanted it to be a nice looking car. And I wanted to be something that I would like. So I had all this in there that would fit my lifestyle. So I did my research and experiment. And then... um. I started even renting cars. I'd rent a car for two days and drive it. And I'd rent another car for two days and drive it because I had never been in this position before. My husband always did all the research. I'd just say what I wanted and then he'd go and get it. And so with me sizing down to, I was in a whole new arena. And so I had to do that. I had to experiment, research and experiment. And I tell you, that is exactly how I came about the car that I would buy and, uh, I still have that car to this day, and it has not failed me. It's working in great order, and it's just a wonderful thing because I followed these steps. Now, if you're exploring a job opportunity, you ask to spend a day or two shadowing someone in the office, and if you're thinking of ending a relationship, test some time apart before you make your decision. Just give yourself some space and some time apart. Then make that decision. It makes a big difference. Oh, yes, it does. If you're going to move out of town, go to that city. Go to that city. Stay a few days. I'm telling you, you'll find out that, oh, yeah, I really do want to do research and experiment. It's a great tool. Another thing, don't look back. If you've done your work, honored your vision, oh, Examine the pros and cons, sought advice, done your due diligence, uh, connected with your intuition and prayed, then make your choice. Take the leap of faith and don't look back. <laughs> there are millions of paths that you can take in a lifetime, all leading to different opportunities and potential consequences. You won't have a guarantee, but you don't need one uncertainty is part of the adventure of life. Once you are in this new adventure, have confidence that you made the best decision with the information available and move forward with a spring in your step. (laughs) There's something good to be learned on every path we follow and you'll find such growth in it. Oh, we all look back and said 20 years ago, I would have handled this differently. But you know what? 20 years ago, you would have done the same thing. You have grown from all of the decisions that you've made. 
And when you make those tough decisions with the best that you have, and you let me tell you, if you would do that, that that I have laid out before you, don't look back. Don't. Uncertainty is part of the adventure. That's part of your growth. Oh, no. If you use these tools I'm giving you, you will make a good decision. Oh, yes. And it'll be fueled uh, for personal and professional growth. If you enter a decision with the knowledge that uncertainty is inevitable and you accept you must decide in spite of uncertainty, then you'll never get stuck. So take these steps that I've outlined to you. Empower yourself to make an informed and thoughtful choice, leaving little room for future regret. And I tell you, you'll find that you will be making those tough decisions. And you know what? You'll be informed, you'll be thoughtful, and it'll leave no room for future regret. Well, (laughs) my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want. As long as you live because you are making good decisions. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to Dash Podcast with Carol Dixon. We pray that you have been blessed by this message on today. Dash is a nonprofit organization, and with your donations and generous giving, will help us continue to podcast to your location and around the world. For more information on how you can give to Dash Podcast, please email us at imcaroldixon at gmail.com. All donations are tax deductible. For we are serving the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. And remember, Dash is always on.